Okay, this is it. This is the final episode in uh, Is the Church Broken? Yes, it is. <laughs> and we're at the podcast bar and beautiful drive. So, yes, it is. The Church is Broken. Or, oh, yes, no, no, it no, is. No, no. It's the final It's program. the final, yeah, yeah. final episode. Yeah. Yeah. We've been on this thing now for, uh, this is our third week. It we, is. You know, uh, I used to always preach in series. Mm-hmm. And it's easier for me to do things in series because my mind begins to expound on one subject. And I go, I mean, I can't cover this in. One thing, so I always preach in minimum four week series. Right, right, yes. I preach yes. Sunday at a church that I was invited to come to, and I love love preaching at that church. And uh, had to come up with one message. <laughs> Man, that's hard to do. Yeah, I can. Oh, I know it. I know it. Yeah, you preaching like I mean, you you going through Revelation in a hundred weeks. Or well, something like that? that was on Wednesday night. Oh, Wednesday yeah, night. Yeah. You don't do that on Sunday morning. Uh, well, I've been in uh, First and Second Thessalonians for about six months. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's good. You're yeah, you're digging yeah. deep. You remember W. A. Criswell? He preached, you know, through the yeah, Bible, yeah, and so much so that his members would say, "We joined in Lamentations, <laughs> yeah, you know, or we joined in First John." You know? Oh, yeah. I think if I joined in Lamentations, I may not make it to Second Kings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute, Second Kings already yeah, passed by Lamentations. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it to Malachi. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Well, I, um, I mean, that is one way to do it. Uh, I, I, I usually never did it that way for that right. period of time, mm-hmm. but different people, uh, God just well, it takes discipline. makes them different. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> one thing I did not have is discipline. So we talked about two things so far, Brother T, is uh, we did talk about first week, is the church to commercialize? Yes, we did. And uh, I think in some degree we agreed that it is. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I think that's... Uh, that's where we landed there. Yeah, when church begins to treat people as consumers mm-hmm. and offer products to consumers in order to have the biggest crowd, the biggest budget, mm-hmm. I, I do think that's kind of leaving the purpose for which the church was created in the first place. Right, and we said that what you do to get them, you have to do to keep them, basically. Yeah. So you're always having to one up, and uh, that, that's hard. That's difficult. Yeah, if you're one place for any length of time, mm-hmm. that really is tough. Right, right. So, yeah, I think that maybe the churches, what we, we concluded is quit treat people as, treating people as consumers. Right. Treat them as, you know, people made in the image of God mm-hmm. and that we are to take care of certain basic needs that uh, the church was called to, particularly in the book of Acts. Because mm-hmm. this, this whole three weeks came from my study that I'll be starting to teach October 27th at Dallas Bay on right. Wednesday nights mm-hmm. about the early church. And so, uh, second question was is the church too individualistic you did better getting that word out i said it really slow brother (laughs) is it too much for the person and not the community and again uh i I think that we agreed probably so because we want to please people because Mm -hmm. we want them to come back right and so we start going uh well i need to do this i need to do this for the individual i need to offer this for this family Mm -hmm. and for that group before you know it man you are no longer uh the way i used to describe it is a church can be a sponge where you mm. pour water into it and when you squeeze it it comes out all of the pores of that sponge right and has no power or you can put it in a super soaker mm-hmm. you know yeah and, and yeah. you can yeah. squeeze it that thing will across the room knock something down right exactly so one is the same amount of uh ammo there same mm-hmm. amount of fuel but it just it just doesn't have any effect or you can narrow your focus mm-hmm. and have a whole lot more power it's yeah. called um uh, 
velocity, momentum, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. I think there's a beautiful word picture. And, you know, I think it's changed through the years. A lot of folks now, when they enter, it's what is it, what's in it for me, Yeah, basically. And, and, and you see that more and more. Yeah. So I do think that maybe the church then has become too much for that person and not enough for, the, say, the community mm-hmm. or for the glory of God and and allow people to accept it for what it is. Right. It doesn't have to be tailored mm-hmm. to fit your needs. I do. I, sometimes, though, we can go off on a tangent. I know that uh, I have a relative that was recently visiting a church and went in there and uh, said, the majority of the church of this church were senior adults. Right. Yeah. Her age or older. Said there was one young couple there and the preacher preached on raising a family. <laughs> <laughs> and she thought, Really? Uh, right. <laughs> it, you know, it, so uh, that's not I mean, that's kinda of tailoring to one couple in uh-huh. your church. Yes. You know? And yeah. I can see that person go, that pastor, because mm-hmm. we think like pastors, right? I need to hang on to that young couple. Mm-hmm. So all these other folks, they're going to stick with me regardless through thick and thin. Right. I need to talk to that yeah. one family. But then you're not feeding the whole flock when right, you yeah. do that. Well, unless you're thinking that those grandparents are going to be help raising their grandchildren. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which you're not going to change the way a grandparent raises a no, child. No, you're not. <laughs> so forget <laughs> it. Move on. <laughs> Study the rapture. Because <laughs> that's what they're going to be more interested in. <laughs> oh, my. So we talked about that. So. Yeah. Those behind us, the third question that we're going to tackle is the church broken? Is has the church become too complex? Yeah, I think this is interesting. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I know that maybe you went, What? Mm-hmm. when I brought this idea up, right, but right. I've thought about it quite a bit. Again, I've had opportunity to get now outside of the bottle, now I can read the label, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the label going, Huh. That doesn't seem to be the directions. <laughs> and so, the, the what were when the church was formed, um. According to the Word of God, particularly in the book of Acts, Brother mm-hmm. T, what were the activities of the early church? Well, when you look at Acts 2, beginning in verse 41, uh, you know, they baptized folks. Yep. Uh, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Yep. Uh, they had fellowship or koinia, yep. uh, breaking of bread, and of course, prayers. And uh, those were mainly the activities. You know, it mentions a couple of other things there, but uh, praising God, having favor uh, with all people. And so those were the, the activities that I saw of the early church. Yeah. So what I really like, I, when I read that through again uh, in preparation of my Bible study, then I almost forgot that it said, and having favor with all the people. Mm-hmm. And that what they were doing didn't run them... Uh, a foul of the community right. because they were a positive thing in the community. Mm-hmm. They weren't protesting everything right, that came right. along. Mm-hmm. They weren't making political stances when everything came along. You know what they were doing? They were studying the Bible mm-hmm. that they had. All they had was the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So they had the Old Testament mm-hmm. and they had what the apostles were teaching about Jesus. Right. right? So right. Th- that was even unwritten at the time. Mm-hmm. It, it was their word. And so they had their word. They had the Old Testament, which they believe pointed toward Christ. Mm-hmm. They had communion. Right. I mean, and they they did two things. They would come together for a um, dinner, mm-hmm. and they would eat together and fellowship together. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of that, they would typically have the Lord's Supper, yeah. what we call the Lord's Supper, and they would break the bread and drink mm-hmm. the wine. And by the way, did you know that the early churches uh, in my study came along, and they had to move out of houses because God kept adding to the church daily, such as should be shaved, saved, if you right. remember that, mm-hmm. uh, and shaved. <laughs> 
<laughs> that came out. <laughs> Such as should be shaved. <laughs> oh, my. That's good. That's so, good. Uh, the, because the communion was the center of their meeting together, right. then the, their houses no longer could hold the people. Mm-hmm. So they had to build a building mm. that was particularly suited to have people to take communion. Right. And that was a church. And they built church buildings. Thus, the early church buildings in the center, if you look in old, old, old Catholic churches, the way they did, Mm -hmm. the shape of the cross, and right at the top, right there at the heart, was the communion table. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's very, very... And by the way, this is sponsored by Barbersall. Barbersall. Yeah. We'll put... We put up signs, and but we would accept their because uh, I think we both use barber saw because we're both pretty old. cheap. Yeah, when it comes and to older. I'm gonna yeah. pay that big money for no, shaving cream. No, ninety nine cents, bro. They'll get it done. <laughs> oh, by the way, for, this is a little helpful right. uh, health tip for yeah. men out there. Uh, the conditioner for your hair in the shower is a perfect shaving cream. Really? Yes. I did not realize So if that. you get in the shower realize you haven't shaved that morning, it's what I did this morning. You grab the conditioner, you rub it on that uh, chin, huh. on those, and it is such a smooth shave, and it conditions your face. How did you forget to shave? I don't forget to shave, but I'm going, I need to do, I, I'm a multitasker. Okay, okay. So I wanted to shave, right. listen to a podcast, and, okay. and, and take a shower at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, because if you put shaving cream in the shower, right. it just washes off. Yes, yeah. Conditioner does not. That boy, I learned from you. I know. Thank you. Know. you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do. You're such a wise well, man. Well, I, I think that's going to help. That's what we're here right. for, is we to are. help. That we're pastors. <laughs> <laughs> so I really, I really think the early church, I do think, getting back to our topic, I do think that the church has become so complex mm-hmm. with programs mm-hmm. and directions and all this stuff. And what did the church get? Well, they studied the Bible together mm-hmm. and what they had of the Bible and, mm-hmm. and God's Word. Right. They, they had fellowship with one another, which included the communion. Mm-hmm. And and because they did those things and sang and worshipped and all the things that we do when we come together, mm-hmm. it had favor with the people. They weren't opposing people. They were inviting people in. And so people were getting saved on mm-hmm. a regular basis, not because you had a very evangelistic preacher. Mm-hmm. It's because they were projecting to the community good news. Right. Yeah. Euangelion. Yes, yes. That great word. That's a means, beautiful word. Beautiful word. Yes. Good news, gospel, mm-hmm. into the community, not only with their words, but with their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the koinia there. They yeah. had things in common. Had things in and, common. And uh, they, they just loved people. The love of Christ was flowing through them. Yeah. They were, and then because of that, they were attractive. So to me, that's an attractiveness of a church. Right. And um, I think probably, again, outside the bottle, looking at the label, I think I'd go back and do a few things differently. Mm, mm. I really think I would put more emphasis on those issues and less about meeting the needs of consumers. Right. You know, the the year before the pandemic or the COVID virus, um, our theme was loving God and loving others. And then uh, because of everything, we kept it that and we've actually kept it that this year as yeah, well, loving God and loving others. I, I think it's Just, wonderful. I mean, that yeah. sums it up. Yeah, really, getting back to the basics. Yeah. Yes. So I... I who was it? Bear Bryant that talked about just going back to basics all the time, mm-hmm. and he had such a powerful football team because rather, I mean, if you watched his teams mm-hmm. in the day, they're boring. Yes, they were yeah. so boring. Yeah. But they beat everybody. Right. Yeah. And because they just practiced basic after yeah. basic after basic. And, and John Wooden, you remember John you Wooden? See I do yeah. remember. Yeah. He uh, taught them how to put their shoes on. 
yeah. how to tie their laces, yeah. you know, the proper way to put a sock on so they wouldn't have blisters. Just back to the basics. Back to basic yeah. stuff and get in there. I, I just, I don't know, the, I, I, I see the attractiveness of that. Right. Next now. question. Yeah. Was there a separation between staff and members in the early church? Here's my answer. Okay. Basically, no. Mm-hmm. There was a separation in how God distributed gifts through mm. early believers and that each individual was responsible for exercising that gift. So therefore, you may have the gift of teaching mm-hmm. and that will put you in a position where you would be teaching God's word or teaching the word of the apostles and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But you weren't on staff. Mm-hmm. You might have the gift of hospitality or you could right. have the gift of giving and one was not to be elevated above the other. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Paul even talks to the church of Corinth about this. He said, don't be don't be desiring particular mm-hmm. gifts over others. God through the Holy Spirit is the one who distributes through the body of Christ the gifts so that the body will function. Right. You know, right. nobody mm-hmm. wants to be the big toe. I mm-hmm. understand, you know. <laughs> There's just no glory in being the big yeah. toe. But you take a world class athlete and give them turf toe mm-hmm. or arthritis in that toe uh, or whatever, uh, they are no longer a world class athlete. Mm-hmm. They can't accomplish what they could have accomplished. Mm-hmm. It's not glamorous, right. but it's very important. Yeah. I remember Charles Stanley years ago talking and sharing with his church about a Wednesday night meal and someone dropped a glass of tea. And he said it was amazing. And and he was using hyperbole. But he said, you know, those were the gift of service. They knew where the mops were. You know, those were the gift of teaching. They were standing there going, now, if you'd have carried it this way, right. you would have not have dropped right. that. Those yeah. were the gift of gifting. Had already headed to Walmart to get more tea and more, <laughs> you know, more cups. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and he just went on and on. And he said, that's the church working the church. together with their giftedness. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, are, are we saying, because, you know, we made, and you're still making your living by being a pastor and being paid right. by your church. And mm-hmm. I did for many years. And I still get a pastor emeritus, you know, mm-hmm. some of the money each month for being whom I am in that position. Um, but that's particularly because the office takes so much time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in the early church, they, they end up with this issue where the apostles, the teachers, were being asked to do too much. Mm-hmm. And they called people again and said, we need, we need to divide a little bit into this kind of system mm-hmm. where you guys are able to take care of those physical needs of the church while we spend our time studying the Word of God and praying as the direction God would lead us. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that became, okay, that means... It's hard for me to hold down another job. Right, yes. I, I need to spend this time doing that. Mm-hmm. And so when it became that, then we had pastors mm-hmm. becoming s- staff, if we call it, of the church, just fulfilling what the church needed as a teacher because not everybody had the gift of teaching. Mm-hmm. And therefore, following the church had all things in common and shared with anyone as they had need, they would say, hey, pastor, we don't want you to be working. You want, We want you to be teaching mm-hmm. us. Therefore, we're going to supply all of your needs. That happened to me 30-something years ago when I came to Dallas Bay and the mm-hmm. church was launched. Uh, I had a good career as a computer programmer. Right. And there was two dozen people, mm-hmm. adults, two mm-hmm. dozen adults at Dallas Bay at the time when I was voted and said, you're going to become our first pastor. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, you need to be full-time. Right, right. I was selling drugs when God called me. <laughs> <laughs> you did take a drop in faith. Well, 
<laughs> I was uh, managing Revco. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Prescription drugs. <laughs> yeah, prescription okay. drugs. And um, and then God sent me a postcard and yeah. called me. Yeah. And of course, I've been in youth ministry before. Right. And, uh, and and so and then same as you, you know, the church began to. Um, pay a full-time salary so that you can have time yeah. to minister. Yeah. We have a tendency to make things too complex. Right. And, and it was particularly, I don't want to throw them under the bus, but what became the Roman Catholic Church mm-hmm. ended up with everything from the Pope to bishops to cardinal to priest to levels of priest, and then you have to go below that. Mm-hmm. And it became, you know, you could go up this hierarchy of command mm-hmm. to this person, had this... That, that became staff, right, and then right. we kind of adopted that as years yeah. went along in in the Protestant church or churches who weren't Catholic. Only thing I can find in Scripture is there was the office of deacon, mm-hmm. office of elder, right, uh, and then there were overseers mm-hmm. because there mm-hmm. the as the church began to expand, you know they would take on areas and, right. and they would help in those mm-hmm. areas. If you want to call that staff, but that was staff out of a out of a, a urgent need mm-hmm. to take care of these things. And I loved my staff. I had a large staff at Dallas yes. Bay, and they were all very proficient at what they were doing. They all loved Jesus, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, oh, yeah, we need to get rid of all of those staff. But mm-hmm. it got to the point where if you wanted anybody to do anything, you had to pay them. Sure, yeah, even down to nursery workers. Yeah. yeah. And so I agree, I agree. And because of that, it can become very complex. It can become yeah. complex. So, <laughs> when you sent this question, yeah. this this one was very interesting to me. Yeah, uh, was the early church open to everyone? And you gave a very succinct answer in yeah. pre-recording. Give that answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, obviously the answer is because the early church was perfect. Right, right. They just opened their arms and yeah. embraced everybody. Right. Oh no. Right. They didn't. <laughs> uh, they wanted the people. If you want to be a part of us, then you must adopt some certain customs that we are used to mm-hmm. because the early church were birth the bible says that the word of god or the gospel came first to the jew and then to the gentile right and so the early jews really didn't consider themselves no longer jews anymore mm-hmm. they were jews who had received their messiah yes right i mean yeah they that, kept their jewish they kept their jewishness right. uh, when when we hear of the the apostles going to the temple at right. the hour of prayer yes in you know they're meeting the man at the gate beautiful mm-hmm. And other times, a third church often went to the temple because they were mm-hmm. Jewish. Mm-hmm. So when these people start coming in that weren't Jewish, who were from some foreign land, or they were Greek, or they right. were just Gentile, uh, they said, yeah, you can be a part of us. We'll open our doors really wide, mm-hmm. and then we'll narrow it, because then you either have to be circumcised, mm-hmm. or you have to follow our Jewish laws. Mm-hmm. And then there's still people, listen, I still think there were people who were ostracized, because they would go back to their Old Testament teachings, and there is a teaching in the Old Testament that says that a eunuch can't be in the house of the Lord. Right, right been mutilated yeah Yeah. sorry you can't come Mm -hmm. you know the doors are closed to you Mm -hmm. now we're going to accept these other people Mm -hmm. and it it was not the free will of the early church to open its doors widely to everyone it was the push of the holy spirit Mm -hmm. of god saying you got to like laying that picnic table down before the apostle peter and saying listen man your mind is closed these people (laughs) i am going to send you no lord i'll never eat or go that place Mm -hmm. oh yes you are Mm -hmm. i'm sending you there yeah. The funny thing about Peter was, and I'm talking about going to the house of Cornelius right. later, the yeah. Gentile. And the sheet that came down. And the sheet down. that came yeah. down while he was on the roof, you right. know, sunbathing or whatever he was doing. <laughs> but uh, later he came back to Jerusalem and they were having a council and he kind of reneged. Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. nah, you know, yeah. I don't think we should be, we should uh, 
have them to follow these particular rules. Mm-hmm. So as much as we like to paint the early church with this broad brush of acceptance, mm-hmm. they weren't. Yeah. They were pretty close-minded. Yeah, and Paul had to correct some of that. He did. I mean, he had to correct some of it and jump in his face, basically. That pretty much one of the reasons why God called Paul to be the apostle to the Gentiles. Right, right, exactly. Was nobody else would do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> None of the original 12 would do it. No, first half, first little bit of the book of Acts about Peter mainly, and yeah. then the rest about Paul. Yeah. As he's correcting some things. So it it it's not then uncommon for us to know if the early church was that we are that way too. Right. While we love everyone, mm. we open our doors to mm-hmm. everyone, you know. And the truth is when you get into the culture of a lot of local churches, mm-hmm. they love everyone that's like them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, that's you've got to be truth. a particular ethnicity. Right. You true. have to have a particular background. Mm-hmm. Um, I and and because we both pastor Baptist churches, mm-hmm. I'd say Baptist churches is as bad as any of them. Yeah, and, and but then as you continue to grow in the Lord, you know, yeah, you realize that um, when you look in the mirror, not everybody is like you. No, you know, and not everybody believes the way that you believe or thinks the way you you I, think. I. I was so impressed with the church that I preached several occasions. I, I don't go down there anymore because they've had I have a pastor now, but it's down in Atlanta. Right. And uh, I would preach, and I would say that uh, 98% of the church was white, mm-hmm. uh, Caucasian. There's some uh, Hispanics mm-hmm. and a few uh, blacks right. in that church. Right. And never fail. My wife went with me the last time I was down there, and she, she didn't know what to think. I should have told her, <laughs> but it was kind of a surprise. After the worship, and I don't know whether he did something else while he was in, or maybe just I was always late to church. Mm-hmm. But when I just before I got up to preach... This one dude would come in. He was a black dude. Right. And he was probably from Jamaica. Because, ah, you know, yeah. you've been to Jamaica many times. I've been yes. with you a few times. Uh, just, to, you know, mm-hmm. the way they dress yes. and the way they yes. worship right. and everything. Oh, my goodness. He would come in. I mean, he would come in with rhythm. And and, and he immediately would raise his hands yeah. in the air, and he would always respond out loud. Mm-hmm. And he had, you know, his hair was in dreads mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I thought I never saw anybody look over there like in yeah. shock. Right, right, right. Oh, who yeah. is this guy coming mm-hmm. in here with us? Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I preached, he was one of the most responsive mm-hmm. to the message. Mm-hmm. He, he hung on every word. Right. And he would say amen and yes. all this kind of stuff. And I saw people in the church talking with him. And it really did my heart good. Mm-hmm. This guy who was would stick out like a sore thumb in most churches mm-hmm. in the South, mm-hmm. white churches in the South, was embraced and welcomed in that local church. I thought that's how... It should be. That's right the way there. it should be. That's the way it should be. Someone like that can be a game changer too, man. Absolutely. Lift the worship time. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. right. So, no, it wasn't that open. We should become more open we to people of, of differences in our churches. Uh, is the church more or less effective as it adds staff, property, social clubs, yeah. etc.? As it becomes more complex, is right. it more efficient? Right. You know, I'm watching something on prime video right now doc it's mountain men have you ever seen that you know i've watched it some okay okay eustace and tom and they kind of live off the land they live off the land yeah build their own cabin chase bear you know and have a a prop plane and yeah you know and and basically if they don't shoot it they're not going to be able to eat it yeah. Uh, and if they don't grow it, you know, and, and I'm a lot like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're the outdoorsman, man. Yeah, yeah. No, if Food City doesn't you get have hair it. color while you're out there. <laughs> but what did you just say? <laughs> 
<laughs> that hurt. Um, but, but you know, really, when you look at and watch something like that, mm-hmm. their life in many ways is very simple. They get up and they prepare for winter, yeah. basically. Yeah. They get up yeah. and they have some chores, uh, but they don't have... Uh, a lot of the complexity right. of someone like we have, yeah. you know, um, where we live. And so just watching that has been very interesting to I, me. I think it's fascinating. There's another yeah. guy uh, that's called the Meat Eater. Oh, I've never seen that. Meat Eater is uh, maybe Netflix. Used to be just on regular TV, and I think he's got a uh-huh. Netflix show now. But he doesn't have to, but he chooses to. Mm-hmm. Any meat that his family eats, it's that he's gone out and hunted. Right. And he has butchered himself, and he's brought home, and he cooked himself, because a portion of the show is often time about him cooking wild game. Mm. And he's done the same thing. He said there's a real movement in the country. Mm-hmm. There's two movements. One, don't eat any meat, and right. you know, every animal is as precious as a human being. Right. And the other is self-sustainable. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that, you know, hunting is a, a sustainable resource. Mm-hmm. And you go out there, you do it right. You don't, you know, mm-hmm. you follow the rules, and you eat off the land, and you eat meat that you've taken off the land, that sort of thing. And he falls into that camp. And the same mm-hmm. thing, it's such a simple way of looking at things. It's not complex at all. Right. So, so simplicity is good. The yeah. church is not simple anymore. No, it's not. No, it's not. Even the facilities. Right. You know, I remember my first pastor 30-something years ago. Yeah. We had one bathroom for the men and one bathroom for the women. Right. You know, our church, we have two um, campuses right now. Yeah. And, you know, I honestly don't know how many bathrooms we have. Right. Uh, I, I really don't. Uh, I definitely don't know how many air units we have. You know, right. I, it's just complex. You, I sit down one time, and, and I don't really remember. That, that same thing hit me. Yeah. I said... Uh, when we became a church to begin with mm-hmm. and built our first building, mm-hmm. we had one men's bathroom right. and one women's bathroom. It had a stall and a urinal. Yes. And the women had two stalls. Right, right. That was it. Yep. Nothing else. I sat down. I stopped at 16 bathrooms. I, could, <laughs> I, I knew there were more, right. but I couldn't quite place them in church mm-hmm. where they were. Air conditioning units. It was like the same number. Yeah. And I'm talking about... $200,000 air conditioning unit. They were right. everywhere. <laughs> and, you know, I thought, how, yeah. how did it come to this? Right. It gets complex. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Adding staff, things like that, it just gets very complex. Budget goes from a half a page to six pages. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And then, so you look back and say, did we become more efficient? And by efficient, I mean, are we doing what God called the church? Because mm-hmm. there's things he calls the uh, government to do. Mm-hmm. He has things he calls the individual to do. Right. He has what a husband should do, what a wife should do. Mm-hmm. The church, the responsibility of the church, are we pinpointing that? Are we hitting the target or are we just hitting outside the target a lot? I think we can, even with complexity, I think we can uh, if we're very careful. I mean, I'm thinking of our Mother's Day Out preschool that mm-hmm. we have, you know. Um, that has added a level of complexity but if you keep it loving god and loving others investing into the lives of families there you know uh, i think even with that i know even with that complexity that you can be effective yeah you know uh but i do think that uh, that it can be more difficult yeah i think you ask as a leader as as a person who has some uh, amount of authority in a local church you continually ask the question does this contribute mm. us 
to achieving the goal for which God has put us here. Right. Right? right. Yep. And if you say, no, well, this is going to add money to the to the mm-hmm. income. I mean, even uh, both of us know that Mother's Day Out can be a very profitable thing mm-hmm. to do. And there's nothing wrong with it because it helps, you know, because you usually pour that money back you into the children. It. Yes, yes. Uh, and that's what you want to do because mm-hmm. you want to take good care of the kids. But any pastor says, I don't do that because that's a money maker. That's mm-hmm. a money maker. Well, are, are you thinking about sharing the gospel with those kids? I, I think mm-hmm. I've shared this on this uh, podcast that my preschool director used to come to me and ask, do you have your six months worth of sermons yet? Mm. And when I did, I'd give her a copy. Even all the way down to the very youngest of children, they would follow that series That's with their kids. That's wonderful. Because we were in one mind and one accord. Right, we were right. going in one direction, mm-hmm. and, and that gave her a direction to go. Mm-hmm. And so I love that idea of it. Let yeah. If it becomes more complex and you can deal with it, as long as you don't lose the vision and you don't start, as I said, squeezing that sponge mm-hmm. just because you yep. got it, but it's not making any difference. Mm-hmm. So the early church, as non-complex as it was, they studied the Word of God, mm-hmm. they fellowshiped together, they worshiped God together, they had all things in common, and they had good favor with the people. Right. Did you say six months out? You, you planned six months out? Six months out. Wow. Twice a year. I would twice go away for three mm-hmm. days twice a year mm. and uh, plan sermons. Right, right. I know where I'm heading next. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Sunday? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, we, we are about to finish up Second Thessalonians. Okay. And then we're going to head into Ecclesiastes. There you go. Yeah. Beyond that, I'm not sure as of yeah. right now. Right. Well, I loved, I loved getting away and doing it. It was mm-hmm. a good time with the Lord. Uh, I'd always go to a nice restaurant one time, right. you know, yeah. and kind of enjoy and get relaxed yeah. and get my heart right. And then, then if you go into my room, you'd find papers thrown on the floor. I still old school. I'd handwrite everything. Oh, I know it. Down, and I just, I just had that's blast. How you wrote, that's how you wrote your books. All of them handwritten. That, I still can't believe that. Handwritten. And the only one that would really bother you on these trips, me. I, I would text you and <laughs> yeah. t- tell me about the room. <laughs> what are you doing right now? What'd you have to eat? <laughs> yeah. And it's fine. I enjoyed because yeah, yeah, I probably yeah. needed to break, or right. I wouldn't, you know, have answered. I, I, I would have yeah. answered. <laughs> sometimes you didn't. Yeah, well, just yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, well, I, I think complexity is fine as long as is is the complexity, but don't get too complex just because you can. Right. Right. Well, did the early church impose rules beyond scripture on the members? We sort of touched on that already. We kind of did, yeah, and, yeah. and I I wanted to say that because uh, I'm thinking about now even. You come into church, there's a movement away from uh, asking people to join. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't talk about a church covenant anymore. Right. That used to be a deal where yeah. church covenant was a big thing. Well, they were hanging on the back wall, basically. Every yeah. church I was right. ever in up until the one I pastored mm-hmm. uh, had the church covenant up there. You go and read it. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know that too many people read it more than one time. Right. You know? Right. And, and I think probably it imposed some things on people that weren't right to mm-hmm. impose, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But, yeah, the early church did, as we were talking about. They wanted them, at least, to adopt particular rules that they felt that were right. And that, that, there were some mm. uh, councils, as we call them, mm. in church history mm-hmm. where they dealt with each of those things. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah so that's true. they did uh, on the First Believer, and we still do. I think we do. I think we do it too much, actually. And the reason why I want to say that is I, I, I have this word picture in my mind because I kind of deal with word pictures that if a church has a lot of rules and they emphasize those rules a lot they probably lack vision mm. 
And the reason is, you think about what rules are. They're fences. Yeah. It says, okay, don't get outside this fence. We want to be together. We know you have the propensity to separate and mm-hmm. to wonder. So we're going to set up rules to make sure you stay inside of these things. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, one of the early uh, Jewish believers, it wasn't a believer, a Jewish person came to Jesus being a rabbi and asking, Rabbi, what do you think is the greatest law? Right. right? What rule, that's what he was saying, what rule do mm-hmm. you emphasize? Mm-hmm. How did he answer? Yeah, love God and love your neighbor yep. as yourself. That's you right. know, all, all the commandments hang on these two. So yeah. what, what Jesus is saying is, mm-hmm. all these rules that have been written, I can help you out. Right. Yes. Let's tear down some fences. Yes, yes. If you will treat your neighbor right, mm-hmm. and if you will love yourself, it says because mm-hmm. you've got you to love yourself before you can love your neighbor because mm-hmm. you want to love them as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Love God. Right, right. Will you do those three things, mm-hmm. and you're not going to get outside those fences, yeah. you'll hear Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow after mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I always find when you go into church, and they got lots of rules, and they emphasize them a whole lot, the people lack vision. They're wondering, they, they, and the, and. And people want to get outside those rules because mm-hmm. anytime you put a fence up for me, man, yeah. I want to find out what's on the other side of that fence. <laughs> but you You're know, a rebel. If I am. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people are. Right. If, but people are lovingly led in a direction with a with a often stated vision. Mm-hmm. Here's who we are. Mm-hmm. Here's why we exist. Let's follow. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to follow that, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't like to say what Mark Driscoll said. Right. Hey, we're going to run over you with a bus, and there's going to right. be a big pile of bodies behind no, the bus, no, and no, we're going no. to praise God for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's very arrogant. Right. What you say is there might be churches out there who are more about what you're about, and mm-hmm. you can go help them. Mm-hmm. But listen, here's the direction. This is what's caused our church to be the church it is. This is what we're going to do. This is what we emphasize. If you believe in that vision, we don't have to set a bunch of rules yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. Just follow. Follow the Lord follow the leadership and, and go somewhere else if you need to because mm-hmm. I mean you don't have to be a part of us right. but I, I just don't like rules and I got in trouble for that because I would have an executive pastor go well you know I looked at our constitutional bylaws or I looked mm-hmm. at our statement of belief mm-hmm. and it's it needs to be more complex and I wrote it that way or I helped them write right, it that right. way because I want it to remain simple yeah I guarantee you that whoever wrote Robert's Rules of Order <laughs> I know we would not be friends. Mr. Roberts and I oh, my would not be friends. If he made it to heaven, and there's an if, if he made it to heaven, somebody he's going to get punched out. I think he'd probably try to correct Jesus when he got there. <laughs> you know, you mentioned... Did you not call for a second? <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are people that know that more than they know the, the Word of God. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, what it is. Yeah. They can tell you what oh, yes. committee can do what, when, exactly. and what can be yeah. floored, and what can be yeah. tabled. And yeah. <laughs> I just, oh. Yeah. Hey, let, let me ask you a question. Runs culture. Just, just off the cuff, what's the difference between a fence? You mentioned a fence a moment ago. What's the difference between a fence and a guardrail? In, in your mind, what what, what would well, that's you a, say? That's a really good word picture. Yeah, yeah. Too well. Obviously, a fence is to keep people together, right? And a guardrail is to keep someone from damage, from yeah. harm, right? And so, uh, you know, you might say, I, I just read it this morning in Proverbs. Uh, is it wine is a mocker and strong drink is what? How's it Bitter. go? A strong drink is and a wine. Yeah. In other words, it doesn't right. prohibit either, but it's kind of saying. You need to be really careful mm-hmm. with these things. That's a guardrail. Right, exactly. It's not a fence. Yeah. It doesn't say, oh, you can't ever drink wine. You can't ever have a beer. Mm-hmm. But it's saying, that God's put some guardrails up here and says, if you abuse that, mm-hmm. you're going you're gonna to hurt yourself and you're going to hurt others. That's a difference. A church can say, you can't drink anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go here. You can't go there. 
and, and you put these fences up, when that's not what God intended. There are guardrails when God's word says, hey, you shouldn't abuse that. Yeah, Paul said, don't be drunk with right. wine. Yeah, Which is dissipation. Right. I exactly. love the word dissipation. Don't you love that word? Yeah, it just means, yeah. it just kind of loses all of its effectiveness. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just filters into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's like your life becomes... You can't accomplish what you need to exactly. accomplish because yeah, of that. Exactly. But be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? right? Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, that's the difference to me. A guardrail is there to keep you from destruction mm-hmm. or hurting others, mm-hmm. and fences are there to keep you it's together. It's good. It's good. That is good. All right. What is the difference? And you, yeah, I had to Google something. Here, <laughs> Whenever I have to Google something, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference between structure and complexity? I had this thought in my mind again. I kind of went back to the whole executive pastor thing where you know they're the business people right, in the church right. if you mm-hmm. have a church big enough to have an executive mm-hmm. pastor and uh they, they go okay we need to have this 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 and just i mean it's almost like every day it's job security so i can come up with something else pastor that you need to do <laughs> and so you end up with oh my yeah. goodness all these things how did we ever exist for all these years without that right right and I began to think about it one time in my ministry and go, wait a minute, we can stop. Mm-hmm. We have a structure mm-hmm. here. We, we have a building. Mm-hmm. We, we have what we need. It's, it's, you can build a house and you can build a four-room house. It can mm-hmm. be in, in a square. You can have a bedroom in the back and you can have you know, this and there. And, and, it, and it, it functions mm-hmm. as long as it's achieving what it was meant for when you built it, when you mm-hmm. designed it. Or... You can build the Winchester House. Yes, that's what I had to Google. Yeah, you had to Google Winchester yeah, yeah, House. Yeah, I think yeah. it's fascinating. It is that that the Winchester House was built by the widow of Mister Winchester. Can't remember his first name. Do you remember his first name? Was it Chester Winchester? <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't, it should have been. <laughs> but Mister Winchester, well, who was right. of Winchester Firearms, yeah. right? She after he died, was so haunted by the number of people mm. who had been killed mm-hmm. by Winchester firearms that she just about went crazy. Right. And so she had all the money in the world. So mm-hmm. I think of San Jose, California. It was out mm-hmm. in California mm-hmm. uh, where she started building her house that they would work on it 24 hours a day mm-hmm. and continually add staircases and rooms and dormers and windows and wings she thought as long as she did that and did not stop, that mm-hmm. she could alleviate the haunting of the spirits of those who had been killed mm-hmm. by the firearms that her husband's business. And she still was uh, chief, uh, I think she's like 51% of the business. And this kind of was to appease her and the spirits. But what happened is she would build a staircase that would lead up to the floor of the next room with no door. Right, right. Windows that opened to nothing. Opened to yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it was like just build a room. It had right. no function. Mm-hmm. It was what she had was a very. It is the most complex house in the world mm-hmm. that she until the day she died. It continued to be yeah. built upon, but th- there's hallways that go to nowhere. Mm-hmm. Doors that there's no room behind yeah. the door. Windows that don't open. Staircases that lead to ceilings that you can't go through, <laughs> and just continually. A bit, and I really believe that there's some churches that are established that way. We got lots mm-hmm. of stuff that don't accomplish anything. Yeah, uh, you know when you were talking a moment ago, it, it just busy work. I mean, there are some that just come up with busy work, yeah. and yeah. Uh, that, as you said, does not amount really to anything. Yeah. And the bottom, the bottom line, loving God. We've said yeah. it over and over and over. Loving God and loving each other. Yeah, I, <laughs> I still remember that uh, when we built our first worship center. One fella came up with the idea. Said, "Now to pay for the furniture, mm-hmm. we can sell pews." 
Yeah. And when we sell a pew, <laughs> we can screw the name of mm-hmm. the family or in memory of. Mm-hmm. And I said, no way. <laughs> no way. I know it's been done a thousand times. Right. Yeah. But you know what happens? You can no longer change the worship center. Exactly. You, you can't remove those pews. Mm-hmm. You can't destroy those pews. You mm-hmm. can't sell those pews. Mm-hmm. Because those things, you, you've established this kind of parameter yeah, here yeah. where we've added a little much. Those are pews. Mm-hmm. They're just mm-hmm. pews. Yeah. You know, you can move them out if you need to. So when we built a big worship center or the bigger worship center, no pews. Mm-hmm. Chairs. Yes. Just padded chairs. Padded so chairs. So move them out, can move them in, nothing mm-hmm. like that. So you can, you can add all these dimensions to, and you can thwart mm-hmm. what you need to do. You really can. Yeah. You really can. Last one. Is so we'll get back down to the question, I guess. Is yeah. the church broken? And if so, what do we need to do to change we it? We answered it first week and then we, we said again, church was meant it was going to be broken to begin with right. because it's it's imperfect broken people mm-hmm. who lead it. And and as best we mm-hmm. can be led by the Spirit of God and we've done some really good things and I think the church has been the most influential thing mm-hmm. in the world in the last two thousand years. Well, church is plan A yes. and there is no plan B. That's right. And and but I'm broken. Yeah. And you're definitely broken. Yeah. Yeah. And so because we're broken, it's going to be broken. Um, but uh, so what can you do? Well, I, I think that all we can do is uh, line our lives up with the Word of God. Yeah. And yield to God's Word. And as we do that, then we can be more and more effective. And uh, but it's just keeping people, keeping myself and others on that task yeah. of waking up every day, slap, happy, in love with Jesus. Yeah. You know, it blessed my heart a moment ago that you said you were reading Proverbs this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you don't pastor any longer. Mm-hmm. You no longer pastor, but yet you still get up. I still, every get, morning. Yeah, back deck with your coffee, yep. you know, and, and you're still in the Word. Yep. And I think that we as pastors, we have to stay in the Word yeah. and, and teach our folks to stay in the Word of God. I agree. I agree. I, I would answer very similarly. I would say, um, I said churches need to know why they're there. Mm-hmm. And I, need, I think they regularly need to evaluate how they're doing at mm-hmm. what they believe, why they're there, and need to be willing mm-hmm. to eliminate things that have distracted them from their purpose. That's good. That is really good. I mean, yeah. you need to shoot some dead horses. Mm, bury them and shoot them. Bury them. Shoot them and then bury them. Because you're funding them with Mm -hmm. budgets that could be used for other things. Mm -hmm. Resources, energy are being toward things that Mm -hmm. are not, you know, what you're there to do. And Mm -hmm. so I think that we should always be uh, evaluating what we're doing over against, okay, why are we here anyway? Mm -hmm. We've got some basic things that every church should do. We should study the Word of God. We should fellowship, right? Mm -hmm. We should break bread with one another. Mm -hmm. Uh, How is that doing in the community? We have favor in the community because of that? Or do people see us as a positive thing in the community because of that? Mm. Uh, Okay, if we start doing this, will that continue that or will it distract for that? Or that thing, what has been holding back us back from that? Mm -hmm. You know, we need to make some hard decisions. And that's the problem Brother T, is churches typically are unwilling to make those hard decisions. Yeah. Well, it's that sacred cow. It is. You know, uh, too often we do not want to slaughter that sacred cow. Yeah. Yep. And so. Yeah, but what's the most important thing? Yeah, that exactly. We, the that we, they're the people that God called us to be. Without a doubt. 
Well, uh, we're not giving up on the church, are we? No, no absolutely we're not. We're not. We're not. I, my, my view of the church has changed over the years, right. and some ideas what churches should be doing have mm-hmm. changed. But ultimately, Jesus said, this is my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Exactly. I and wonder, you know, I wonder if Barbara saw Woods sponsor us. Wouldn't that be great? Do you know anybody? I'll have my people talk to me. I mean, people. I may yeah. have a goat, but I still shave. <laughs> you do. <laughs> and you got that baby face. You've got to shave I twice do. a day. Brother. I do. Because you got dark hair. Yeah. You're Italian. Uh-huh. So I imagine. Yeah. I don't want to see your back, but I imagine. <laughs> please don't show it to me, but I imagine. <laughs> it could probably stand a, a good waxing itself. Yeah. I'm, more <laughs> cher- <laughs> I'm more Cherokee than I am. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then there's some hope for you. All right, well, this has been fun. Uh, yep. we, we'll, we'll let you know soon what the topic please uh, like us uh and make a a good comment if you would please like us. Uh, yes <laughs> you really do like us uh and and share with some people and let them know we want to grow this podcast audience we're having a big time again we don't make a dime off this we just no. feel like maybe it's contributing okay god bless god bless <laughs>